welcome back to this week's edition of the Undefeated. I'm Will, and I'm here with Anthony and Chase. How y'all doing today? Doing great. Doing all right. And we got some limited sports news to talk about this week. It was a relatively boring week as far as most things go. We had the end of uh, the March Madness tournament as Baylor beat Gonzaga 86-70 to to end the Gonzaga Bulldogs' perfect season and win it their first ever national, national championship. Surprised with how they won? And what was your favorite moment from the March Madness tournament? I'm going to start out with Anthony on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised uh, by how they won. They came out firing from all cylinders. Gonzaga had no answer. They couldn't get multiple stops in a row. Um, I would definitely wasn't expecting it. I was expecting Baylor to put up a fight, but not you know, lead from start to finish. I was very surprised with the scoreline and the fact that Baylor opened up a 14 to nothing lead and it was a 1.18 to 1. Yeah, I think it's crazy that Baylor dominated the way they did. Well, were you surprised with how Baylor just dominated Gonzaga? Um, not really. Um, I mean, you watch the Arkansas game and then the Houston game. Baylor, like, dominated the three-point in shooting. And that's all they do. And Gonzaga, I mean, Arkansas couldn't stop them shooting. And then Houston didn't stop them. And then Gonzaga couldn't stop them. So, like, once they got ahead, the game was over. Because they couldn't. They all they do is shoot threes. You can't get ahead if you only drive to the paint and yeah. lay up like most of the teams do in college basketball. If they're just gonna get ahead and stay ahead. Yeah, I. Yeah, I agree with that one. It college is a very get in the paint, score, shoot the mid range, very limited three points. I am surprised that Baylor dominated the way they did. I at le- I expected Gonzaga to at least hold the lead for a good portion of the game, and if Baylor was gonna win have it be by less than 10 points. I never thought that they'd be by 16 points. Yeah. I also have a super biased opinion on this so because Gonzaga is where I'm from, like up in the northwest area. Uh, but to the second part of that question is, what was your favorite moment of the tournament? And I'm going to start out with Chase on this one. I, I think it's got to be Suggs' um, three-point shot at the end of the game. I think that was the best buzzer beater, end of the game, game-winning shot the entire tournament. I definitely agree with that one. Anthony, what was your favorite moment? I think, I mean, it's not just a moment, it's a team. UCLA's run from the first four to the final four, and then they almost beat Gonzaga. Obviously, if it wasn't for that, Jalen Suggs, incredible three. But, I mean, they overcame adversity whenever Alex Reese from Bama hit that shot. They sent it to overtime. They went out and dominated. UCLA's run was just incredible. I think the, my favorite part of the tournament was by how, by like the second or third day, there were no perfect brackets left because of all the upsets. I think that like the hype at the beginning of the tournament around all the upsets and the come from behind the teams that no one expected to win, like Oral Roberts, was made the tournament super interesting to pay attention to. And then throughout that, there, there was way too, there was a lot more upsets than we normally have this year, like that w- that we normally have. So that was the best part for me is all the upsets. Going over to football in the NFL as the Jets traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers for a 2021 sixth-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and fourth-round pick from 2022. This trade means a lot in the draft, with the Jets almost certainly going to draft Zach Wilson, and the Panthers are no longer looking for their next QB. What do you think the Panthers are going to do with the eighth pick, Chase? I think they got a draft um, skill position. Um, I don't know if Kylo Pitts will still be there. But one of the good receivers will still be there. Yeah. Um, 
They already have Robbie Anderson, but I think they need more talent. Yeah, I, I for agree. For Sam Darnold. Anthony I don't think they can go wrong with the pick. Yeah. Well, they might find a way to I mean, unless they reach for somebody. But if they pick best player available, I don't think they can go wrong. Yeah. Anthony, what do you think? I think offensive line and tight end should be their biggest needs. They don't really have a good tight end, and Kyle Pitts is, it could fall to them. It all depends on what Atlanta takes. Uh, and they're obviously going to hope Penny Sewell falls to them, and if not, Rayshon Slater is a very good alternate. I think that's those are their two biggest needs, and those should be their three biggest uh, players that they should go after. I think that they should uh, either take Pitts if he's there, because Pitts is an amazing prospect. Uh, I don't think that they're going to go O-line, and I don't think they're going to go receiver either, because they have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, which is a pretty good amount of talent in the wide receiver core. And if you're going to go a target like that, get the tight end. But I think who they should that they I could see them easily going with Micah Parsons. He's a freak athlete, who yes has some off the field issues, but his on the field play is amazing. I love watching him. He's just and his pro day was amazing. But there is some the concerns with the off the field issues. But that's if you're getting an athlete like Parsons, I don't think that you had to take all of that into consideration, just because of how dominant of a linebacker he's likely going to be, or potentially they could go certain just to give a boost to that secondary, but that's not a very likely one. Uh, moving on to more football. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Jamar Chase all shined at their pro days, but with the draft coming up, we have to think about where do you think the perfect fit for all three of these guys is, and we're going to start out with where do you think the perfect fit for Jamar Chase is, Anthony? I think it's either Miami. Um, it's Miami or Cincinnati. I think he wants to reunite with his old quarterback in Joe Burrow. And then Miami, I think they could use that number three receiver, or that he could be easily the number one with Devontae Parker and Will Fuller and explode that offense and get to with some help. I think he fits best with Miami right now. Chase, where do you think Jamar Chase fits? I'm going to agree with Anthony on this one. I think the best agrees with the best fit is Miami. I don't think the Bengals should even consider taking a wide receiver. They need an offensive lineman because if Joe Burrow's getting sacked, then he isn't going to be able to throw the ball to anybody. Um, but, yeah. I think that the perfect fit for uh, Jamar Chase is the Bengals. I think that the chemistry that him and Joe Burrow had in college, it gives Joe Burrow, uh, even behind a battle lineup, target that he trusts and knows and had his best season ever with. And I think that you'll be the Bengals could either trade back into the first round for alignment or they have a pretty good pick in the second round, so they could easily get some line. They could get some line help if they really needed it. Uh, so I think that the perfect fit is – the Bengals just because of the chemistry that he already has with the quarterback when he had his breakout season and when Jamar Chase had his breakout season. But now, where do you think the best fit for Zach Wilson is, Chase? Um, I think he's going to get drafted by the Jets, but I think his best fit is um, the 49ers. 49ers have a better team, but I don't think he'll make it that far. I think the Jets are going to take him. The Jets are a sorry franchise. I don't think anyone wants to be there. I totally agree. Anthony, where do you think the best fit for Wilson is? I agree with Chase. I think he will be going number two, but I, I don't see him falling this far. I think Atlanta could be a very good fit. I mean, he's got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Those are two very good receivers. That's a very good duo. I think him in that offense, he would thrive, but he won't make it past two. Especially after this Darnold trade. I agree that the 49ers are the best fit for him. Uh, I'm agreeing with Chase here. I think that Shanahan is an amazing offensive mind, and I think that he's the 
he is the third best quarterback in this class in my humble in my opinion. But I think that him with Shanahan's offense, the amount of passing and the targets that he has there, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he, there are, there's some pretty good wide receivers still in San Francisco. So I think fit-wise San Francisco, but where he's realistically going isn't going to be San Francisco unless they shock the world and the Jets take Justin Fields or Mac Jones, which is very unlikely. And last but certainly not least, where do you think the best field for ju- best fit for Justin Fields is, Chase? I think the best fit for Justin Fields is also the 49ers. Um, I think the best fit for any of the quarterbacks is the 49ers. And, but I think Justin Fields will go to the 49ers because the Jets are set on Zach Wilson. Um, so it turned out good for him. I don't think he's going to the 49ers, but I see where you're coming from. Anthony, what do you think? Where do you think Fields' best fit is? I mean, I, again, I can easily see it being San Francisco, but I think another one is Atlanta again. I think that um, under a year under Matt Ryan could definitely help him. And when he goes out, like I said earlier, he's got those two receivers. He's got a pretty decent tight end. Uh, Hayden Hurst, he's okay. I just think Justin Fields going back to his hometown would be good for him and good for Atlanta. But I don't think he'll be going to Atlanta, though. I agree with Anthony. I think his best fit is Atlanta. I think that the home, being drafted to your hometown team has something would have something to do with that. I think being able to sit under a quarterback like Matt Ryan for a couple of years, they have a sim, they had similar games in the fact that they both had you know, when they were young they both had a big arm. They both liked to pass the ball. Just Justin Fields has a little bit more ability, more mobility, and I think that uh, him, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, and maybe even Julio Jones, assuming Julio doesn't retire before that would be an amazing offense, and it would be very hard to stop. So I think the best fit for Fields is Atlanta. I also think he's probably going to go there. Moving over to the NBA, as we have to, t- as we talk about the Bucks beating the Kings 129 to 128, as Drew Holiday scores 33 points with a double double, while the Aaron Fox scores 27 points. The Bucks are now six and four in their last ten games, and just two and a half games back from first in the East. And will the Bucks challenge the Nets and the Sixter- Sixers in the East, Anthony? I think they definitely have potential. Again, only two and a half games back, but I just don't think that they can catch the Nets. I think the Nets are clear, even though they're in second place right now, but I think they're clear of every other team. I agree with that. Anthony, I mean, not Anthony. Chase, what do you think about this? I'll agree with that. Um, I don't think the Bucks are as good as they used to be or last year. Um, I just don't think they can catch how much talent the Nets have. Yeah. I don't think the Bucks will be able to challenge in the East. I think that they have Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I just think that Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday should be the third and fourth option on a championship roster, not the second and third option on a championship roster. I think that if they had another uh, player like uh, Chris Paul or someone sim- like a role player like that, I think that they would be have a better chance at winning the championship. Just because Middleton and Holiday should not be your second and third options, uh, and that's my take on it. I also think that the Sixers are a way more loaded team. They have with Embiid the Yana, the matchup between Giannis and Embiid in the playoffs. If we get to see it, will be very fun to watch. But uh, overall, it, the Bucks aren't going to catch up to the Nets. They might be able to catch up to the Sixers, assuming that uh, the, the Bucks bench starts playing well, but not the but not the Nets. Staying on, staying with the Nets, Kevin Durant is expected to return tonight versus the Pelicans. And is, does KD coming back ensure that the Nets are going to win the East, Chase? The best get better. Um, I mean, I think they'll pull ahead. 
Yeah. Anthony, what do you think about it? Yeah, I agree with Chase. I just, like I said earlier, I don't think any team is as good as the Nets, and now they're getting Kevin Durant back. I get that James Harden might be out, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is still a great duo. Yeah. I think that uh, the Nets, they've been playing amazing without Kevin Durant. I think you add Kevin Durant to that lineup, yes, he takes away some of the possessions for himself, but as, uh, as in my opinion, the most – the best scorer of all time, he, or the most talented scorer of all time, they put it that way. I think that him coming back, the we only saw a couple of games before he got injured with him, Harden and Kyrie, and they were amazing games. So I think that him coming back gives them that extra boost that they need to make that run for the first seed in the playoffs, make the run. Just they, as Chase said, the best get better, and I think that the chemistry is just going to continue to grow in that team. We have the potential starting lineup to see five former or current all-stars in that lineup, which is crazy to me, as well as the bench, which they've built up very nicely. Moving on to the Dallas Mavericks upsetting the Utah Jazz, ending a 10-game win streak as Luka scores 31 points with nine boards and eight assists as the Mavs are now seventh in the West and two games back from being in the top six, which guarantees a place in the playoffs. While the Jazz are still first in the West, do you think the Mavs will finish inside the top six, Anthony? Yes, I do. I think the Trailblazers are the only team ahead of them and they're that you know could fall. I think the Lakers they're fifth right now, but I don't think that I, I can't see them falling out of the top six. I think Portland's been putting up, you know, pretty decent numbers but not enough to get them in that guarantee. And I think the Mavs have just gone on surges you know, winning eight in a row, going eight and two in ten games. I just think that Luca is finally getting back to his old self. I think the Mavs will finish inside the top six. Chase, what do you think? I agree with Anthony. Um, the season started rocky for the Mavericks, and I think they're playing a lot better as of late. I think they could make a final push, get in. Yeah, I, think I don't. The addition of Josh Richardson was really underrated. He's been really good for them. I think it was a nice addition, but you lost too much for him. You got set. You gave away Seth Curry who's arguably a top-five shooter of all time, for Josh Richardson and a pick. Josh Richardson, has he's been playing decent at best, and Curry's been shining. I do not think that the Mavs are going to finish in the top six. I can name six teams that are better than them right now. The Clippers, the Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers, the Trailblazers, and the... Actually, I can't name six, but I, d- I don't think that they're going to be able to keep I think that they'll be able to make the playoffs as the seventh or eighth seed after the play in games. I don't think that I just don't think they're gonna pass the the Trailblazers. I'm def and I'm definitely blanking on a team at the moment, but yeah. The Mavs are gonna they're gonna make the playoffs but they're not guaran- they're never gonna be guaranteed the spot until they make after the play in games. Speaking of teams that might may or may not make the playoffs we had a matchup between the Timberwolves and the Kings as the Timberwolves upset the playoff hopeful Kings 116 to 106 despite De'Aaron Fox scoring 31 as the Kings are now 22 and 29 and two games back from the top 10 which gives you a play-in game to make the playoffs. Can the Kings do it? And because they're my team, I'll start this one off. Can they do it? Probably. I think that the Kings roster, there's a few holes we had on the on the bench. I think that our starting lineup is almost there. I think we need to move Marvin Bagley while he still has some semblance of value left. But now that we can't do that because of the trade deadline, I think that they can do it. I don't think they will do it, though. Anthony, do you think the Kings will be able to make the play-in games? I don't think so. I think that they have potential to. I think uh, 
their roster is well built. I just don't think it would warrant a good coach. I think that they still have too many teams ahead of them that can make it. They have the Pelicans who's still ahead of them. The Warriors are in that tenth seed right now. I just think that it's the, the there's too many better teams ahead of them. I agree, Chase. What do you think about this? I agree with y'all. Um, too many good teams. Yeah, especially in that loaded Western Conference. The Kings in the next couple of years will be a playoff team after Halliburton and Fox develop just a little bit more, and after and at, yeah, and after Walton gets fired. But I don't think he'll get fired after this season after being a fringe playoff team. And if we move Bagley, get a better power forward, and we'll probably be able to improve in this year's draft, which is a very good draft in my hum- in my opinion. So that's all. That's all she wrote for talking about the Kings today. Moving, staying in the West and playoff hopeful teams, the Warriors upset the Giannisless Bucks, 122 to 121, as Curry returns and drops 41 points as the Warriors get back on track to finish in the playoff spots. And can the Warriors finish inside the top 10? Chase. Yes, I feel like the Warriors will always be a good team as long as they have Curry and their coach. I think they can make it. Yeah, Anthony, what do you think? It's a coin flip between them and the Pelicans right now. I think that the Warriors just lost too many games that they should have won. I mean, they got blown out by Toronto. That should never have happened. I get that you're there without Curry, but I think they just lost too many games down the stretch, and they just have to go on, uh, find a way to go on an eight-game or five-game win streak and somehow get back into it, and the Pelicans are surging right now. Yeah, I, don't, I, th- I think that they'll make the play-in games, but I think that the Pelicans are – a better are a more rounded team while the Warriors do have more star power in Wiseman Draymond and Steph the Pelicans are more well-rounded they have depth they have a, they have the one star and then the players around him with Brandon Ingram with Lonzo Ball. oh they have two stars I guess with Zion and Brandon Ingram and then Steven Adams is a very underrated physical presence in the NBA and then off the bench you have Josh Hart and Jackson Hayes and Al- Nikhil Alexander Walker who I really like so the Pelicans I think that the Warri- are a really good team, but I think that the Warriors and the Pelicans, they're going to be the battle that for that 10th spot, not anyone else. And th- that's all we have for NBA news. But back to the NFL. I've been thinking about this. Where do We talked about the best fits for Jamar Chase, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, but where are the best fits for Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith? And I'm going to start out with Kyle Pitts and ask Chase, where do you think his best fit is? I think Kyle Pitts is going to get drafted by the Falcons. I don't think the Falcons take a quarterback this year. Actually, I think they might trade out of that pick. With the this team. is the most likely thing they'll do because um, the first three picks are locked into quarterbacks. I think somebody's going to get scared and trade up to them. Maybe not in the next couple of weeks, but on draft day. But if they're still in the fourth pick, I think they take Kyle Pitts, and I think that's the best fit for him. I, I think I tend to agree with you. Uh, Anthony, where do you think the best fit for Kyle Pitts is? I agree with Chase. I think it's Atlanta. I think him going to that team, I mean, he's a generational talent at that position. He's insane. He ran, what was it, a 4-4 or 40? Um, I think Atlanta or maybe maybe Carolina would be a good fit for him. Carolina's, they, they just got their quarterback. I think that they need a tight end. And I think those two teams would be a better fit for him. Yeah, I think that I, I really don't know where Kyle Pitts is going to go. He's a generational talent, but a generational talent at a position that's somewhat undervalued in the NFL. I think the best fit for him, though, as far as where he thrives best, 
is probably with the Dallas Cowboys. I think that, yes, they have all the star power, but they don't have a good tight end. I mean, adding him to that offense would make it potent. From a fit perspective, I think he'd fit there. As the receiving tight end, the tight end who's just a dump-off guy like Jason Witten in a way that's just way more athletic and faster. But where do I, I have no idea where he's actually going to go. But from a fit perspective, I think that he would fit very well with the Cowboys. If that happened, I think it would be the most complete offense on paper. Yeah. Um, they'd just be playing Big 12 football there to try to outscore and have the worst defense in the league. Yeah. yeah. Sounds but about right. I don't think there's any way he gets to pick 10, though. I think another good fit would be the Giants. I don't think uh, Evan Ingram is that number one. I think Kyle Pitts would easily overtake that spot from him. Yeah, but they're not going to move on from Evan Ingram. He was a Pro Bowler last year. So, Now, did he deserve to be a Pro Bowler? Absolutely not. But was he? Yes. Uh, another guy that intrigues me on that I mentioned before is uh, Devontae Smith. Where do you all think he's his best fit is? And I'm going to start out with Anthony on this one. I think where he'll, I think where he'll go is probably Detroit, but I think the best fit is Philadelphia. I think going there, working with Jalen Hurts, his quarterback, um, for a year, before they benched him for two, I think they had some chemistry. I think going back to Philadelphia, being that number one would definitely help him. But I just don't see him getting out of the top ten. Chase, where do you think Smith's best fit is? I think Smith's best fit is with the Eagles or with the Giants. I think the Giants need another wide receiver. The Eagles desperately need a wide receiver. I think Devontae, I think he's either the best receiver in the draft or the second best. But I see a lot of people who rate him as the third best behind Jalen Waddell. Um, and I think he he might drop that far because the run on the quarterbacks and Kyle Pitts as an offensive lineman, I think the, the receivers might drop. Yeah, I agree with that the receivers might drop. I have him as the third just because Jamar Chase is an amazing talent and Jalen Waddle is uh, – I, I just like Jalen Waddle a little bit more. I think Smith's best fit is with the Lions. I think that giving Jared Goff or whoever they decide to put under center – that number one option that's not a tight end. They have T.J. Hawkinson, who's an amazing tight end. Uh, freak. like T.J. Hawkinson's a freak as far as all that goes. But I think that giving them, giving Jared Goff a wide receiver one who's reliable and who will likely be able to get open in Devontae Smith would be a great one. And I could honestly see him going to Detroit. The only problem with Devontae Smith is his weight. Yes. His body yeah. frame. I weigh as much as Devontae Smith. But his route running and his ability to get separation is out of this world. Yeah, that's also true. And last but certainly not least, the prospect that intrigues me the most on where he'll go is Jalen Waddle. And I'm gonna start out. I think his best fit would definitely be with the would be with the Eagles. From a biased and non biased perspective, I think making him the number one, putting him and Rager next to each other, that gives speed over the top. It gives pretty decent route running. You have Goddard and Ertz to be the tight ends, and then you have Arcega Whiteside, who might be able to be a slot guy if you really need him to. But realistically, uh, Jalen Waddle and Jalen Rager would be an amazing uh, one-two punch, in my in my opinion. So I think the best fit for Waddle is in Philadelphia. Anthony, where do you think the best fit for Waddle is? I think it's either Detroit or the Giants. I mean, going to the Giants, partnering up with Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard, who are the top two receivers there, would be great. Him, he's a speedster, and Kenny Galladay is more of a go up and get a guy, use your body. I think that would be a good fit again. Detroit, he would go in there and be that number one receiver for Jared Goff, and I think Jared Goff and Jalen Waddle would be a deadly duo. 
I could also see that. But Chase, where do you think? I think he'll end up with the Lions. Um, I really don't like that he's coming off an injury. And he played in the title game and was kind of limping around a little bit. Yeah, he, he should not have played in that Yeah, game. he shouldn't have. I don't like when teams draft players that come off injuries that early. Um, yeah. But I think the Lions will take him. And I think he'll be a pretty good receiver for them. Yeah, and Obviously be number one. But yeah. And because of that injury, that's why I could see him falling to 12. Yeah, I think his injury will make him be the third receiver drafted, even though he's not. He's probably not he's the, the third second best receiver in this class. Third talent, but I think the injury could scare some teams away from him in the top ten. I wholeheartedly agree. I think that, and then after the top three receivers, you don't have a receiver that could realistically go until between twenty-two and thirty with Kadarius Tony or Rashad Bateman. So, I think that it's some team. Somebody might reach for him. But that's all we have to talk about as far as draft and football. Moving on to our the last segment of our show today, the NBA game picks. We're going to start things off with the Pelicans versus the Nets, who now have Kevin Durant back. Chase, who do you think is going to win this game? The Nets by a pretty big margin. All right. What do you think, Anthony? Where do you, who do you think is winning this one? I think it will be the Nets, but I think the Pelicans will make it very interesting. I think it's going to be the Nets as well, but I think it's not going to be by a very large margin. I think it's going to be a close game. I think KD might have to shake a little bit of the rust off. But for KD, that means having a 20-point game, but not a 30-point game. Next game we got to choose from is the Jazz versus the Suns, which I think is going to be a fantastic matchup. Anthony, who do you think is winning this one? I think it'll be the Jazz. Before they lost the Mavs, they were on a 10-game win streak. And I think that they're just too good right now. I think it's a must-win game for the Suns if they want to get that number one seed. I just think the Jazz are more well-rounded. So give me the Jazz in a very, very close game. Jace, what do you think? Who's winning this one? I'm going to agree with Anthony on this one. I think the Jazz are a better team. I disagree with both of you. I think it's going to be the Suns. I think that the Suns have more star power and it's working well together. Chris Paul is one of the more underrated players in, in, in NBA history. I think his passing ability combined with his leadership – with a young team like the Suns just makes them so much better than a experience, a young team that doesn't have a veteran leadership like the Jazz. So I think it's going to be the Suns. Next game is the Lakers versus the Heat, a finals rematch, even though the Lakers don't have really anyone healthy at the moment, while the Heat have basically a whole team healthy. Chase, who do you think is winning this one? I think the Heat will win. Um, yeah. Lakers, too many injuries. Andrews. Anthony, what do you think? I think it'll be the Heat as well, but I don't expect it to be a very high-scoring game. I think it's going to be the Lakers. I love the Heat. The, I love Tyler Hero. I, I love the Heat team. I think that they were super fun to watch last year. I think that they one of the reasons that they're not doing as well as they did last year is because they had less than, what was it, th- less than three months between the last game they played in the finals to the start of the new season. I think that their bodies are – that they're not they're not able to put them up to production just because their bodies have competed for were being have been pushing themselves to the limits for so long. So I think it's going to be the Lakers, but I really love this Heat team. So it's hard for me to say that, but from an analytical standpoint, it's going to be the Lakers. The next game we have is the Suns versus the Clippers. Who do y'all have on this one? I'll go with the Suns on this one. Yeah. You said before, Suns are more athletic team, more talented team. I agree with Chase. I think it'll be the Suns. I think it'll be the Suns as well. I think, but I think that the Clippers with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, 
will be able to put up a fight. I think that the most important matchup to watch in this game is going to be the matchup at center with DeAndre Ayton and either Serge Ibaka or Ivica Zubac, who is a very good scorer. I think Serge Ibaka is super overrated, but that's my take on it. It's gonna. I think it's going to be the Suns. Next game is the battle of the two European stars with the Bucks versus the Mavs. Who y'all taking in this one? I'm going to start out with Anthony. Uh, I think it'll be the Mavs. I think they're on a hot streak right now. I think Luka's been playing really well. I think the Bucks are still going to be without Giannis. I just think that the Mavs are going to overpower them in the paint. I agree with Anthony on this one. Luka's playing better, playing back like it was last year. I think he's doing a lot better. I think that's going to help the Mavs out a lot. I think it's going to be the Bucks. I'm not sure why Giannis was out, but I think that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton will be able to make it past uh, Luca and Porzingis because yes, Luca is the better player than Drew and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. But I think that as the second option, Drew Holiday is a better second option than Chris Tapps Porzingis, even though they play different positions. I think that that is very important. So I have the Bucks in this one. Next game we got is the Trailblazers versus the Jazz. Who are you taking in this one, Chase? I'll take the Jazz. I think Jazz got more. Talent. I don't know. Yeah. The I think Jazz are just a better team. Anthony, who are you taking? I think it'll be the Jazz as well. I don't think that um, the other team could challenge. So give me the Jazz. I disagree with both of you. I think that it's going to be Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. I think that Damian Lillard is amazing in clutch time, and I think that that Trailblazers team is very well-rounded. I think that the matchup that I think is going to be super fun to watch is going to be Nurkic versus uh, Gobert in the paint. So I, I had the Blazers winning this one. It's going to be a very close game, though. And the last game we have is the 76ers versus the Pelicans. I'm going to start this one off. I think it's going to be the 76ers. But, Anthony, who do you think it's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be the Sixers as well. I think uh, they're still trying to get the number one over the Nets, and I just think that this is a must-win game for them. Yeah, I think the 76ers have more to play for. Yeah. I... Uh, as I said, I agree it's going to be the 76ers. And that's all we have for this week. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.